The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game. This show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I'm joined by my full array of co-hosts. Nate Heininger. Laura Nash. And Shane Kelly. And this week we are breaking from our normal format to talk about the bundle for Ukraine. Uh, So if you remember a couple of years ago, the gigantic bundle for racial justice and equality that happened on itch.io, which was sort of a landmark in uh, sort of community organized fundraising. Uh, This is very similar in tone and setup to that but in support of uh, charities working with refugees from the incredible crisis happening in Ukraine. Specifically, Uh, International Medical Corps, which is medical assistance, and Voices of Children, which is about uh, helping children with PTSD, readjustment school, that kind of thing. I'm sure it goes without saying that we've all been watching in increasing horror at everything that's been happening in Ukraine. And um, I, uh, it, it, we're going to have some fun today talking about a bunch of video games that you can get in a cool bundle, and that is cool. And um, you know that's exciting. Um, but I don't want to take away from the really pretty important and solemn reason that we're having this conversation before we dig into all that fun stuff. Um, you know, I, I am, I am not a great thinker on international politics and war and whatnot. Um, but this has been really shocking. You know, some of the photos that I've seen coming out of Ukraine, uh, you know, in New York times and the Washington post and whatnot have been really personally horrifying seeing people fleeing with their families, seeing young children either, you know, in needing to flee their, their homes or even killed. It's really shocking. And so anything that we can do, you know, we can, I think in large part, we need to leave the, 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 the matter of, of actually handling the situation of the war up to people who know how to handle these things. But as individual people, we can, uh, support charities that are going to help the people most affected by this. Um, that's, I think, why I'm I'm pleased that this particular bundle is focusing on the impacts on families and children fleeing this conflict. Well, this this bundle is, um, I think, it's a very nice way for the gaming community as a whole to kind of come together and fund two very important charities. Um, The first one is the International Medical Corps, which provides medical assistance in the region. And they have uh, very low fundraising overhead, uh, 1% of their income, with 89% of their donations going to medical aid and 10% to administration. So they're a quality charity. And then the second being the Voices of Children, which is a Ukrainian organization that helps children cope with the horrors of war, PTSD, readjusting to school, getting back to being kids. Uh, They have been doing a lot of their grassroots impromptu work during the war, uh, such as helping set up shelters. And the hope is that 
uh, the war will be over soon and that they can continue the work of healing those poor children that Reagan mentioned. So um, I, I do think this is a really it's it's nice for us to do an episode on this um, to just kind of bring awareness to what other people in this community are doing. Um, I, I, I really want to thank the, you know, hundreds of developers who are mm-hmm. giving their work away essentially to support these causes. Um, and so while 736 the of, creators yeah. with 998 works, mostly video games, but many other things as well, including tabletop RPGs, tools, um, just listing things under their type category, comics, books, soundtracks, game assets, uh, physical games, um, a lot of stuff. And um, a few differences between this and the previous bundle that we were that we've previously done an episode on the the racial justice and equality bundle. Um, This was organized and run by Necrosoft Games, um, and specifically by the head of Necrosoft Games, uh, Brendan Sheffield, um, who's a, uh, I think, semi-well-known internet personality. Uh, I listened to him on the Insert Credit podcast, which is a great, funny, video game-related, almost kind of game show type podcast, but he also is a game developer and, uh, you know, good follow on Twitter. And uh, he, I think, really went about this the right way. One of the changes he made from the approach they took with the racial justice and equality bundle a couple of years ago uh, was that this is exclusively uh, works that are paid works. Um, so he had a whole thing on his Twitter about like why he made the decisions that he did. And he's not intending to, wasn't intending to slight anybody who wanted to, uh, contribute works that they also distribute for free. It should makes is a great place for distributing free works, but he just sort of wanted to, um, make sure that the, uh, the like quote unquote value of the bundle, um, you know, make it, make it a perceived value of the bundle, uh, was, was high to make it attractive. And I think that's been very successful for them so far. They've raised a lot of money. We are two days from the end of the bundle, which means that by the time you are hearing this, the bundle has already closed. Uh, so if you missed out, very sorry, but hopefully this will still be a valuable listen for you. Cause we're going to be talking about a bunch of games that were in this bundle. All of them are on itch and you can pick them up for cheap. If you didn't catch the bundle. Yeah, But if you did catch the bundle, you now own a huge library of really fun stuff. Uh, they've now, uh, looking at it here, they're, they're two days from the end of the bundle and have raised, they've already just just reached over uh, $5,500,000, million. Um, they keep bumping their goal up and up. The goal is currently listed as $6 million, but I'm pretty sure they'll hit that. Um, by the end of the bundle and maybe even a little higher we'll see but that's an amazing number uh and really great to see um and there's just so much great stuff in this bundle that's worth talking about so we wanted to do a little episode to just talk about some of the stuff that uh we wanted to highlight from this bundle you know if you've if you've picked it up or you're thinking about picking it up and you uh have some uh, you know, looking at this list of almost a thousand items and thinking, what should I check out? Um, we aren't going to be able to touch everything. There's a thousand items in here. Um, but we've played a number of the things that are in this bundle and, uh, uh, both things that we've played in the past and also some new stuff we checked out in order to be able to talk about it today. And that's what we're going to be kind of rounding up. Yeah. And, and I just want to say real quick too, you know, uh, obviously this is a horrifying event and sometimes when things are like this are happening, you, uh, you want to help, but you don't know how to help. And, and if you miss the bundle, uh, one thing that's nice about this though, is that 
you know, we could put a lot of faith and trust that these charities, as Shane was listing out, are are really good things to support. And so if you miss the bundle, uh, you should still support these developers and, and pick up these games. Um, but if you're looking for a place to to support the effort in Ukraine, you can also trust that these charities are good ones to support. Uh, so I, I think that um, Brendan Sheffield did a lot of legwork trying to make yeah. sure he was supporting, uh, you know, somewhere where the money would make a dent, yeah. and also where it would uh, it would make sense. And I think he made good choices here. Obviously, if you want to send money uh, to help support uh, refugees uh, from this war, there's plenty of great options. And just do a little bit of research before you do that. There are, you know, better and worse charities in this world. Um, but do a little bit of research. It does seem to me like he picked a couple of good ones here. So good place to start. And I was glad to uh, to send some money this direction and also get a whole bunch of really interesting stuff. So many games. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's an, it is uh, a truly absurd amount of games. And shout out to every developer that contributed to this. And, uh, you know, we could this could just be the podcast for the rest of our lives. It's just covering the games that are in this, uh, in yeah. this bundle. So, um, you know, game pass, get out of the way, uh, Ukraine bundle and bundle for racial inequality is where, where the content is at these days. Oh yeah. Tons of stuff. Um, so we thought we'd break this up in a, a little bit of two part, section thing here we would start we're going to start by talking about games that are in this bundle that we've already covered there's a pretty long list here uh we're not going to talk about these in a whole lot of depth because hey we already did at least an hour about each of these uh so plenty to we've we've already said plenty about these but we're going to just quickly recap just to say like hey here are the games that are in this bundle if you haven't been obsessively listening to every episode of the podcast for years then maybe you don't know what some of these are or if they're for you we're going to talk about why we like them and then we're going to dive into some of the stuff that we've checked out in the last week while just sort of browsing through the bundle and trying new things. And uh, I found some stuff that I was really into that I uh, hadn't checked out before. So uh, that's going to be sort of the second half of the episode. Uh, I've got a couple of listener recommendations as well that we haven't checked out, but I can try and shout out. And if you listeners have played anything in this bundle that we don't get to today, we'd love to hear about it because there's a lot of stuff in here. There's zero chance that we're going to be able to even really read full descriptions on everything in this list. So um, if you see stuff in here that you check out and you think is interesting, maybe worth uh, worth talking about, let us know and we will shout it out on the podcast. Um, so contact with, us on Twitter or write us a review on your <laughs> And that's our episode, folks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now let's let's go ahead and dive into games that we have covered on the short game that ha- that appear in this bundle. I'll start us off. Um, so the first game uh, I have on the list here is Wandersong, which was a very beloved game for the show. Um, it's a uh, the, a tale of a bard um, who wanders and sings. A little guy who goes around. <laughs> uh, this is one of Laura's favorite games. So, Laura, do you want to describe it? Yes. Uh, Wander Song is a game about uh, the end of the world happening, and you can't really stop it, but you might try anyway. And it's uh, a game about protagonist syndrome and trying to be optimistic even as uh, everyone is telling you that's a terrible idea for your mental health. <laughs> um, 
I think this it's is not directly related to the situation in Ukraine, but in a way, it, it does have the feeling of like, how do you stay positive in a world that feels like it's going to hell? Yeah, this is the game I played on the day of the Brent Kavanaugh um, hearings, oh, God. and Big I fun. think I might have cried on the episode. I don't remember. Big I fun. love Wonder Song. It's by the creator of Chicory. Everything is awful. Yes, <laughs> This game is just always relevant, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Next on our list here is Super Hot. Um, super Hot. Super uh, Hot. The most innovative uh, first-person shooter I've played in years. It's the yeah, same. It really the is. most innovative first-person shooter yeah. I've played in years. I I can't recommend it enough. And uh, the VR version of it is not included here, but is definitely worth checking out if you have the Ooh, hardware. It's my favorite VR um, experience. I'm very limited in VR compared to some of the people on this show, but Super Hot VR is fantastic. And Super Hot the Game is one of my favorite games. <laughs> I, this isn't even the time for me to get into it, but I have been messing around in VR and trying to uh, reproduce my favorite uh, board game in Facebook's metaverse. Oh, God, oh, no. you're deep. You're, you're too deep. You got to pull out, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> Withdraw. Uh, yeah, that, that, that new Withdraw. headset's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the uh, next game we have on the list is a Yinglet or Inglet, Y-N-G-L-E-T. This is a game where you are um, a... Um, uh, a bacteria who rides the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, accurate. And <laughs> no, that's actually what yeah. the game is. That's, that's basically right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real pitch for a Yinglet, which is w- really a really great game, is it's a platformer with no platforms, if that sounds intriguing. It's a really, really cool game. We did a whole episode talking about it. but Personally, uh, I think I like bacteria that rides the subway yeah. better. Aren't, I feel <laughs> okay. like that's a, aren't we all just bacteria that ride subways? I mean, <laughs> when you really think about it. <laughs> You know, uh, you got to check the map. You Change the right for press kits. Yep. Yeah. Um, and 2064 Read Only Memories is a visual novel um, sort of detective game that takes place in a cyberpunk world. It uh, was super cool. Uh, really excellent vibes, really cool art, great characters. And yeah, this is a great inclusion here in terms of like your time value for money. This is a that was a, one of the longer games we've covered on the show. Yeah, I, um, that was a game that I was. I, I feel like I had mixed feelings about when we played it, but it is a game that I that has really stuck with me. I for whatever reason, I think about twenty sixty four read only memories all the time, and I, I I really I think now in hindsight. I really liked that game, even if I, I think on, I, <laughs> yeah. I think on their show me, I was maybe I a little it. mixed. It's nostalgia for times when I would go to bars uh, <laughs> and and pottery class. <laughs> oh yeah, and when I pal around with a cool old oh, yeah. robot. I'm I'm mixed on that game, but I have to say it has some of the best uh, pixel art yeah. I've seen yeah. in a game of its kind. It has this really really defined aesthetic. Um, and it, it just, I mean, it's, it's amazing looking. I still have some like, um, posters from that game that I picked up at a, at a convention that I went to one time and, uh, they're not up at the moment, but I can't bear to, to get rid of them because they're, it's just a really, really cool looking game. It's really awesome. And then next up, we've got a short hike, a game that came in through bird week. And then we ended up doing a full episode on it because it was just too we, charming. We never did Laura. We never did a full episode on, on, I a thought short we hike, planned one. 
I swear we, I did an outline to, for one. I never played it. It, it well ended in our uh, in our game of the year episode, but uh, I also I never played. I did it. an I was outline really, for I was one. really pulling for it to be game of the year that year, and it was for some other outlets. But mm-hmm. and it was the most short gamey thing ever. But um, because we didn't actually do an episode on it, I think we ended up not making it our game of the year. Right. I think I had COVID. Yep. That that's why I didn't outline, and we didn't. Yep. That was something <laughs> clear. Did the work, didn't, yeah. didn't so record. So it's probably the most short game game that we didn't ever do an episode mm-hmm. on. And I honestly would still go back and play that again and do an episode on it someday. Episode 500. Still, we're doing like we're doing a short hike. It's so it's yeah. so good. It's like it's it's hard to explain why it is so incredible. Um, I wish we had done an episode on it because I could just point people to that. But it's it's one of the most incredibly well done small game experiences I've ever played. Yeah. Go check out our, our bird week episode when we talked about it. Ah, oh, God, that game was amazing. And, um, I'm glad that it's gotten a lot of recognition, uh, which is surprising for a game that was like a, like a, you know, a small game on itch, uh, that, you know, it's come to everything now, but like it, it was, it, it's a, it's a really good sort of like weird, small game makes good kind of story too. And I think it also was pretty prominent in our game of the year episode, uh, the one where we all picked personal picks, like what I picked, mm. Baba is You, which is also in the bundle. Nice. Yeah. What a segue. This is a killer inclusion. This game This game is, is, I mean, it's not a short game. It's many hours of content, and it is one of the most mind-warping games. It's short if you give up. <laughs> that's I love that true tale. enough and also very true you've for me. just expanded our format significantly Laura. <laughs> okay elden ring this week on the short on game the we're, we're talking yeah. about the first three hours of elden yeah bloodborne uh is suddenly become qualified uh yeah baba's you is short in my heart um it is a beautiful perfect premise uh for those who haven't played um baba is you is a game about manipulating sentences so that the rules of the world change. And if that makes no sense to you, watch a trailer. Uh, you're literally pushing words around to change what you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up on my like personal little list of uh, Hall of Fame is Speed Dating for Ghosts. What a great game. This is a good one. Um, we don't cover a lot of visual novels. This one is essentially like a mini or micro visual novel, but it's also just like, it's a very funny little narrative thing and it's, it's cutely illustrated. It was a strange concept executed really well. Yeah, but it's, it's funny, but it's also not too. It it has Mm -hmm. this undertone to it and overtone that is way darker and deeper than you expect from a game called speed dating for ghosts. And with its overall visual, uh, uh, you know, its overall appearance makes you think this is just going to be a fun little romp where I date some ghosts. Then you get a little bit deeper and you're like, no, oh, this no. is incredibly horny. Yeah, this yes. is. <laughs> and I believe it was a Valentine's Day episode. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, the last on my little set is Wheels of Aurelia, which Shane, I believe I played with you. I was on that one, too. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. It was a no Reagan episode. Yeah. I think. Too many <laughs> too rare. many buff Italians for Reagan Traitors. to uh to be on the episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh <laughs> no Reagans, but lots of Italian countryside. Yeah. Uh if that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> if it sounds good to get rid of Reagan. <laughs> Are we just gonna move on through this one? All right. So my next sure. uh so I'm up now with some games and uh I've got 
uh, an all-star list here. Um, I'm going to game of the Nate. Winner. Yeah. Well, Laura, <laughs> Laura graciously went through and edited this, I think just to give me uh, my favorite games. So I, I, I filled your list with games for you yeah, to cover just a few, just a few, but I appreciate, I appreciate it. So I'm going to combine the first two, uh, two of probably my top 10 games, uh, both from uh, what were called Matt makes games. They have since, launched a new uh, company called Extremely OK Games, uh, but Celeste and Towerfall, um, mm-hmm. two uh, phenomenal games. Towerfall came first. It was a platforming, uh, a, a like combat, you know, battle arena game that I actually is the only game I think that me, Reagan, and Shane ever played in person together. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. I went to your apartment. I do. Yeah, I went to your apartment, and we... We had like a really complicated system to plug in four controllers into my laptop that then plugged into the TV and we played it through. It worked out, man. I listened to this and thought I should ask if I should be on this podcast sometime. What a weird choice. Um, But uh, incredible. uh, Just side note on that. This doesn't just include the original game Towerfall. This bundle also includes the expansion, the dark Towerfall, the dark world. Which, if maybe you have played Towerfall but haven't played its expansion, the expansion is incredible. And among the things that it adds uh, is a uh, a campaign that works well for solar players, as well as a good yeah. co-op campaign for two players if you want to play like co-op rather than competitive. Um, it, it really significantly expanded the game, and so if you uh, if you liked the sort of like four player deathmatch vibe of uh, of Towerfall, but wish there were more different ways to play with with one friend uh co-op rather than competitive or if you want to play something that's a little more designed for a single player like lots of great stuff in the expansion and they're both in this bundle which is really cool yeah if you recall that was the um ouya exclusive (laughs) (laughs) the ouya yeah yeah, they, they they have come a long way. Uh, yeah, it was well, the Android indie console that was essentially born dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. rough, rough. Um, so then that same company, uh, they took the, the 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 platforming mechanics from Towerfall, expanded on them, and created what I think you could argue is the best platformer of all time, and created Celeste. Uh, we don't need to pour any more sugar onto Celeste. Uh, it is one of it's maybe my favorite game of all time, and I think one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, and you get it in this bundle. Get mm-hmm. at it. We we got the vinyl of the uh, of the record a little of the of the OSD a little while ago, and it plays so all the time in our house. Uh, and then uh, yeah, it's so good. Uh, my last game uh, is Minute. Uh, which I think you could argue is the most short game, short game of all time. Uh, it is a Zelda like, but the gimmick is that you die at one minute and you are exploring a Zelda like world, trying to solve Zelda like quests, but you die at one minute and it's <laughs> wonderful. It is. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. It is a phenomenal game. And I, it was one of those games where as soon as we heard about it, we dropped everything yeah. to play it because we were like, this is for sure going to be our thing. And guess what? It 100 percent was. Yep. And it was also brilliant. Uh, and it's it's a great team. They've also gone on to do some other games together. This this bundle also includes there's a sort of a minute spinoff game called Minute Fun Racer, I think, that is like just a short little cute uh, like racing game, like a 2D racing game uh which is fun uh on its own 
And then they, I believe they also, the same team or, you know, in some formulation also did the game Disc Room more recently that I Mm. am really eager to check out, but we haven't checked out for the show yet. It's been on my list for a while. So, um, but Minute is just it's awesome. it's very high on my list of recommendations when people wonder what kind of games do we cover. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's incredibly accessible. And if somehow this is your first episode of the short game, you've chosen this one to jump in. Uh, this might be my recommendation of all the games that we've talked about to dig in and get some truly interesting mechanics in a short video game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a short hike is great, but uh, minute I think is is another good recommendation to jump in and see what kind of games we cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just round this out with the last few things on our list of things we have covered before with episodes. Uh, Quadrilateral Cowboy. I am a huge fan of this game. And thinking back on our episode about it, I think I, I was probably the strongest defender of this game on the show. But I think it's a brilliant, brilliant game. Quadrilateral Cowboy is a uh, sort of low-fi, low-poly uh, first person immersive sim in the uh, in the sort of lineage of things like I mean it, it's the wrong comparison but like things like Dishonored like it's you know it's a sneak 'em up vent crawler kind of thing um, but the big gimmick of Quadrilateral Cowboy uh, is that apart from you know trying to sneak into places your your main power your main your main thing is that you carry around with you in a very physical, tactile way, this giant suitcase-shaped computer that you can use to hack the world around you, uh, the devices and things like, you know, locks and switches and whatnot in the places that you're trying to sneak into. But you do that by using this game. It includes a basically like a really, really basic coding tutorial where it teaches you a kind of faux uh, you know, cutesy programming language that's been invented specifically for this game. And you need to learn how to program your weird vintagey looking computer to the point where you literally have to find a place to set the computer down in order to type on it. Uh, that kind of level of like tactility to this. Um, and it's an incredible game. It's very cool puzzles. I had an incredible time with it. Uh, and, and this is a game by, um, Blendo games, uh, who uh, or Brendan Chung uh, or his company uh, that also made uh, 30 flights of loving, which I don't believe is in this bundle, but like is, is a foundational short game. It's, it's a game that like basically invented uh, certain styles of, of film, like video film, like editing in first person narratives, like really incredible work. Um, Quadrilateral Cowboy is incredible. And they have a new game coming out later this year that I absolutely cannot wait for it's called um skin deep i think uh and it's going to be another sort of immersive sim but set on spaceships and oh my god i can't wait it's probably my number one most anticipated game so quadrilateral cowboy 2016 game that i think too many people slept on it's one of the coolest games i've ever played um let's see um also on our list button city that's a pretty recent one we played that on i think i played it on switch uh it's a uh, it's a very cute uh, sort of adventure game featuring little animal protagonists uh, trying to save their local arcade. Uh, and it contains within it a kind of a mini MOBA that actually was kind of more fun than the surrounding <laughs> uh, adventure game. Uh, it's a little bit more of a mixed recommendation, but we did do a whole episode on it. And if you uh, if you were into it, hey, it's here. And it's, I think, totally worth your time. And then I want to finally 
call out one last game that we did not have an actual episode on, but I've talked about on this show before. A friend of the show, Kirk Lindsay, has a game called Combo Postage that is in this bundle. Uh, And Combo Postage is one of my favorite games. Like, bar none, absolutely fantastic game. Uh, If you haven't heard me talk about this game before, let me give you a brief uh, idea of what it is. It's an arcade puzzle platformer, um, leaning more towards the uh, the platformer action style of things rather than the puzzle. But it puzzle game in that it it looks like something kind of on the on the Tetrisy Puyo Puyoe kind of side of things. You are playing in a uh, on a little grid where little boxes are dropping from the ceiling into little columns in a grid like your standard uh, uh, you know puzzle game or action puzzle game. Um, but rather than just being like an all seeing eye with a cursor, moving things around, you play as a tiny little dude or girl. I'm actually not sure. Um, with a, uh, with a tape gun. Exactly. With a, with a, t- the, the sort of quote unquote story of the game is that you are in some kind of, uh, uh, brutal soul crushing Amazon warehouse type of job. And your job is to tape up these boxes and ship them out. Um, and it has just incredible feeling controls. You are uh, you can tape up the boxes either by climbing a stack from the side, which is very satisfying to do, or by uh, sorry you have to you have to tape the boxes from the side. You have to climb up a stack by taping the boxes from the side, and then you have to ship out the boxes by doing a kind of Mario butt stomp jump from the top. Um, it has the animation on that, by the way, is just so good because you turn into you turn into like a blur. Mm. The the character animation in this is it's like it's very precise pixel art, um, but it's got a lot of momentum to it. When you do the the stomp, you turn into a blur going straight down, and when you hit the bottom box and bounce off, you turn into a little colorful pinwheel. <laughs> the the kind of ricochets back up. This is my first time getting a chance to really mess around with this game. Uh, Reagan has talked about it a lot. Um, we've never done like an episode on it because yeah, I've know. played like this is a game with like each each like session or, or whatever usually takes maybe three minutes. Like it's a pretty quick play. Um, but I've I've spent uh, I just double checked at least twelve hours on this game. Um, probably more. That seems like an understatement to me. And that's like one hundred percent. Just like try again, try again, try again. I love this game. Shane, go ahead, please. Well, I mean, I didn't really. Um spend uh enough time with it to crack crank up a high score but uh i really liked the gameplay it's um it's something about the combination of um the really precise grid of the boxes and the slightly less precise um uh, uh fact that your little postage guy can kind of split between the different levels and boxes that you know you have to be really careful to avoid the falling boxes it really neat i mean it's a fun game i i i'm gonna keep messing with it um it it has that kind of one more game um feel Mm -hmm. and i think my longest game of it was maybe two minutes long (laughs) it's a quick play yeah, my my longest, my best ever session on this game was uh, two minutes and fifty two seconds, Ooh. and for a score of ninety nine thousand and fifty. Bad, um, and I'm really proud of that number. And I challenge any listener 
to beat my 99,050. I, uh, and if you do, uh, I, if you beat my, if you, if you prove to me that you beat my 99,050, I will send you short game stickers. I'm just putting that <laughs> Wow. You know, now I'm convinced I'm in, I need more stickers. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm downloading it, Reagan. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this offer does not apply to the developer and friend of the show, Kurt. Kurt uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it doesn't apply reasons. to Nate. I was just like, oh, man, cut out. <laughs> cut out live on air. Yeah. Uh, but, Kirk, I assume you have a higher score than mine. I don't know this for a fact. I, I assume it. But uh, I'll send you stickers for other reasons. This uh, contest is not valid for employees of the short game or in the state of California. <laughs> uh, so that's all the stuff that we've covered on the show already. I think. Um, and that's excluding some stuff in this bundle was also stuff that we covered when we talked about the uh, the, the bundle that we covered a couple of years ago, the uh, the bundle for racial justice and equality. Um, I did not look at any of that or I did not like want to cover any of that stuff twice. Um, so I didn't sort of dredge that stuff back up. But I played quite a bit of stuff from this bundle. And I know at least, you know, everybody here has had a chance to play at least a handful of things. Um, so we think kind of go round robin and talk about some of the stuff that we have played uh, that's new to us in the bundle. I could kick that off. All right, go for it. I I really wanted to talk about a game called Sunlight. Um, this one, as I was browsing the list of games, it really caught my eye, um, mainly because the description said it was short. Um, you know how we do it. Um, but yep. Sunlight is a game from 2021 by a developer called Krillbyte. Uh, it's a no- Norwegian de- uh, developer. And uh, it's, I would kind of describe this as a cross between a walking simulator and a guided meditation. It is incredibly uh, beautiful and calming. Like when you first open up the game, um, just a, a calming voice asks you if you're sitting comfortably, uh, and, uh, it kind of begins to sort of tell you a story and the, um, the experience of playing this game, you're in a forest that is drawn in an incredibly beautiful, um, kind of 3d painterly style. And as you kind of walk through the forest and explore, um, you're really hearing two things. First, you're hearing beautiful music by Tchaikovsky. Um, and second, you're hearing a story that is being told essentially in a chorus. And you have to listen to this on headphones because the same story is being told to you by dozens of different voices, all speaking in a chorus at the same time. And each of the voices is a different person's voice coming from a different tree and sounds terrifying. um, It's, it's beautiful. (laughs) And as you, as you go through the story, you are um, kind of exploring this, the, this forest as the, you know, the beautiful light changes the sunlight as the name of the story. And uh, then you're collecting flowers for a bouquet. And I kind of won't spoil any of it because it's only 30 minutes long. Um, if you have 30 minutes and you want to play something that will be truly relaxing and a little bit inspiring and kind of remind you of, you know, the oneness, uh, of all of us, this is a really nice choice. I can't recommend it enough. I hadn't actually taken the time to look at this, the page for this. And now that I am like the screenshots, you're right. This is, this is visually really 
really impressive in that it's 3D, but it definitely, like any screenshot of this looks like uh, a painting. It's re- like, wow, look, looks like I've, you know, we, I've seen plenty of games that are attempting to look like a painting, I guess, but like this is, this is a very yeah. impressive visual. This style. game looks and sounds amazing. Wow. Cool. Thank you for bringing that because I did not check this one out at all. The next game I want to talk about, I, I spent a lot of time with. Uh, this one jumped out to me because it's a twin stick shooter, and you know I love those. Hey, um, bingo hey. card. Yeah. I love it. I love this <laughs> yeah. for you so much. Uh-huh. There's something for everyone in this bundle. Seconoid, I think is how you'd say that. C E C O N O I D. I did, yes. Seconoid. Um, and it really does play a lot like an early twin stick shooter in that like it, it has, a, in fact, a couple of modes you can get to from the, the start screen. There's like a main mode. that's more like a story mode and another one that is like a straight rip off of Robotron 2049 or whatever. Um, so, but Sequenoid, um, it's pretty straightforward. It's like a sci-fi themed a uh, twin stick shooter where you're collecting power ups and kind of making your way through uh, uh, in a little pod through a larger spaceship, uh, you know, screen based. It is visually really reminded me of Downwell. It has a very similar visual style to Downwell. Uh, mm-hmm. in the That's sort of like red, red look. Uh, yeah. Bl- yeah, black, white, and red, the kind of mm-hmm. one bit plus one color kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I just found it to be pretty satisfying. I like, I love me a twin stick shooter. Uh, this one's a little interesting because you can kind of move in an analog, any direction manner, but you can really only shoot in kind of an eight-way gated angle. Um, I, I, there's not, I didn't get that far into it to be able to say much more about it than that, but I just love me a twin-stick shooter where I collect power-ups and shoot more things. So got to love it. I've played just a tiny bit of this, not a ton, um, but it is really cool. Uh, quick side note, this is on a bunch of other platforms. I actually played this on iOS a couple of years ago. Hmm. Um, so it's it's a really it's a really well done one of these. And if you want to play like a retro twin stick shooter and you want to do it on your phone, um, this is also there and is pretty solid there, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I noticed that it was on practically every platform. But this is a nice a nice reason to kind of check it out. And if you're getting the bundle. Um, you can try it here. Uh, and if you like it, you want to take it on the go, get the phone version, I guess. And I have a couple of games that I have downloaded, but I haven't really had the time this week to, um, fully explore, but I, uh, I've, I've fired them up for like, you know, seconds. Um, but I, I want to bring these up because they're very cool. The first one is called cloud gardens. Has anybody Ooh. looked at cloud gardens? Artistically, this yes, is a just very, very cool game. I haven't played um, it at all. Like, I think I watched a Cloud little bit of the Gardens trailer. is a uh, sandbox game where you are basically just uh, kind of growing plants to reclaim uh, sort of a post-apocalyptic world. And when I say it's a sandbox game, it's really a kind of objectiveless sandbox game. It's, it's on the kind of toy side of a sandbox game. Um, and... I I wanted to spend more time with Sunlight because I think it's the more beautiful and kind of interesting of the two, but it, it kind of plays a little bit in that same um, aesthetic space. It's very lush, very cool. Um, and then a game that's in this that I remember hearing a lot about a, a while ago um, because it was one of the game of the year games like way back in 2017 mm-hmm. for a few different 
places, including Polygon, I usually follow, especially I was following a lot of Polygon back then. Uh, and that's the game called The Mortician's Tale. Mortician's Tale is a, um, it's a point and click kind of story driven game about operating a, a funeral home. Um, and it's kind of described as being a death positive, uh, game in that it's, it's a, it's a game that lets you kind of, um, kind of take on the role of the person who is kind of learning the ropes in the funeral industry and, uh, doing, you know, all the different jobs that are entailed there, like, you know, embalming and moving the, you know, and setting up for viewings, um, that is something that uh, I think that uh, as a setting for a story appeals to me. I really liked the story of uh, Fun Home. I don't know if anyone else mm-hmm. thought that one. Uh, I think it's it's interesting. So I'm, I've wanted to check this one out for a long time. Um, and this is kind of a, just a reminder that this exists for me. So now I have it downloaded and ready to play. So It was um, one that I was excited to check out in a previous bundle and uh, never got around to. I read Smoke, It's in Your Eyes, uh, which is um, an essay collection by uh, someone who worked in a crematory uh, called Caitlin Doherty. And um, I think that this book and that her philosophy, I think she runs something called the Society of the Good Death. Uh, her, they go hand in hand. And I, um, I am always excited about this game. And I think last time I was going to play it, there had just been a death in the family too close to it. Um, now it's been a little yeah. bit more time. I'm, I'm excited to get back to it now that I've, I'm on a different stage with that grieving process. So I'm, well, I would love for us to just throw this on our, on our list for the, one of the upcoming times when we might have some downtime, because this is an hour long. Game. Mm-hmm. That's also, worth is it that short? I thought it was much longer than no, that. It's no, it's short. It's an hour. I know it's supposed oh, to be under two. So yeah, hour okay. sounds about right. <laughs> Anytime I hear that, I'm like, hey, let's, let's cover that. And I can let's spend more time right on now. Let's do it right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm man. like, this is one of the most artistically beautiful games I've ever seen. And it's, and it's an hour long. It's an hour and we're like, and it's an hour long. And Reagan's like, oh, well, now I'm interested. <laughs> I know. I Listeners, know. We're we cliche. No, I agree. I agree. That gets me excited. constantly getting 12 hour games recommended to us. And if you can recommend us something that is beautiful and under two, you are probably going to go way up higher it on that to do rockets up the list. <laughs> We I have, have put a concept for <laughs> this show. I have put 30 hours into Elden Ring since it launched, guys. I need these one-hour games. Or How long to beat? Fall apart. I, I hate to break it to you, folks. It's not an hour. How long to beat has it at 55 minutes? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We'll do it twice. So you know what this tells me? I actually played uh, Mortician's Tale uh, briefly in 2014 uh, or 15 at an event, and I'm realizing that I may have played, like, most of it. I, I think I played, like – I think I stood there and, and, you know, waited in line and played it for, like, 20 minutes. And uh, now that you're saying this, I'm like, wow, I guess I probably played most of the game. <laughs> Um, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad to loop back to it. I, I, that'd be great. So I played a game that I've seen around for years, and this actually came out in 2016. And uh, I'm really glad I got a chance to dig in on it a little bit, though. Honestly, I've really just started to scratch the surface. Laura, you said this is a bundle that has something for everyone. I found my roguelike. Uh, this is Yay. an action platformer roguelike. <laughs> it's called Goner. Uh, it was developed by Art and Heart and published by Raw Fury. 
It is a really interesting procedurally generated platformer. You, uh, you are, you're a little dude, you're a little guy who gets around only this time you have a gun and you are trying to, uh, you know, waste the baddies, uh, in each level. And I think at least from a mechanical standpoint, it, it feels pretty good. It, It kind of, felt a little it's like a little loose almost like a um super meat boy um where you can sort of stick to everything you uh can wall jump endlessly uh you can double jump lots of movement but you also have a gun and the thing that really stood out to me well a couple things did uh first of all from an artistic standpoint from like a from a design standpoint it's really interesting to look at uh really really colorful and the design is incredibly strange like at the end of every level you just jump into the mouth of a big like neon worm thing uh and that and that's (laughs) how you get to the next level it all looks like big splotches of paint. It kind of reminded me of like Ape Out, another you know super mm. popular game that we've covered, uh, near and dear to the short game's heart. Uh, you know, everything you kill just is like, you know, shoots out bright colors, uh, and it's also incredibly like obtuse as to what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Uh, whenever you die, there's a big screen that says you know retry, exit, or meet death. And you can go and, and meet death and, you know, it's where you're essentially selecting your loadout for the future runs, which you're improving over time. Um, you know, really, I, I think if you like action platformer roguelikes, this I think is a great game. I, I, I really, again, only started to scratch the surface of how deep it is and how complex the various mechanics get. But I really enjoyed it. There's apparently a second one, uh, so I'll probably dig into this for a little while and then try out the second one uh, and then strong arm it onto the show using our never ending roguelike clause. Uh, they do respect <laughs> your time, Reagan. Um, and uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm glad that it was in this bundle and that I got to play it. Yeah. I would love to give this a shot actually. Like uh, if you try this and the sequel and, you know, tell me which one you think is the one to play for the show, because I've been seeing this game and its sequel around for years and they are very striking looking. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm definitely interested. So yeah, I I would I'd love to check this out. And now that I've got the first yeah. one, hey, definitely gonna at least install it and then stare at it in a list. <laughs> I, I think the the design, the aesthetic of it is what really sets it apart. Um, but I can definitely tell there's a lot going on in the systems, which of course I enjoy as well. Awesome. I'm just scanning through their uh their uh, steam page and they have a pull quote from uh, rock paper shotgun that says goner is this year's Downwell, well <laughs> short form action well game that has the perfect visual style to communicate its near misses and big hits I'm like this year's Downwell of 2016 that's a that's a good pitch from rock paper shotgun so also yeah. another we've now managed to mention Downwell three or four times in this episode and that game came out also like six years ago. So it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. The, the lasting power of that game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I was a bit of a sampler for this pack. So I found a beautiful filterable website that took the page and made it usable for me. A person who loves a filter will share it in ah. the notes. Um, 
I was able to sort yeah, of- just, just call it out now. The the URL for that website is easy to read on a podcast, randombundlegame.com. Yes. And you can search for this particular bundle. Um, I included things like a Steam ranking over X and I can play it on my Mac, that kind of thing. Uh, you can filter to your heart's content. You can grab all the books you want. It just takes the uh, itch.io controls, which have gotten way better, and turns that volume up up a thousand. Plus, you can search this and other bundles you might own at the same time, which I found super handy. But uh, so when I put in my picky filters for what I wanted to play, I found a host of stuff, opened those up in tabs, and then there were too many to play in the two days, two, three days I had allocated. So I decided I was going to play 30 minutes to an hour of each and sample them and the ones that stood out, I'd bring here. So got a couple ones. The first one is a game called Landlord of the Forest. And this is a <laughs> tiny game, but it's very precious. What a, uh, it's what a good name. Yes. The theme is that you're in your mid-20s and all your friends are buying houses and you um, are not. And you live in your apartment and you apply to be the landlord of the forest. But you are kind of this sand colored maybe like bo- like it's got that um the nose that's like the plague doctor but it's made of bone and like there's creepy stuff hanging it's a very signs of the sojourner like dusty look to things there's lots of feathers and uh you know bones and carcasses hanging around it's a very like playful light dark look to things yeah, real playful kind of like real, real playful ghosts. bones and carcasses you know a playful atmosphere it's not disgusting it's a very like lighthearted <laughs> look at the macabre gotcha um and the idea is that you are going to be the landlord of the forest um there's a you know little weird mini games very easy point and clicks oddly the thing it reminded me most of is florence although it doesn't have a super moving story mm. it's got that kind of series of mini games feel to it um it's point and click, but the inventory is like go to the next page and use the object you picked up, not combine these in 80 different ways to solve a puzzle that's a joke. It's a, a much easier point and click. So Landlord of the Forest is gentle uh, and a little weird. I loved it. Um, it reminds me of the tiny games I play sometimes that I have comp that are under an hour. And I'm like, this game about a witch ritual was one of my favorites. <laughs> like, that's kind of what this felt like. Um, Why is it always a witch ritual? People got to write witch rituals. Uh, mm, so we can which have got a ritual. trouble saying it on the witchual. podcast. Ritual, yes. we got to have our rituals. Um, my coven text thread says hello. Uh, I'll also give a shout out to the game Welcome to Elk, which is not witch themed. Oh, I wanted to play that. Mm-hmm. It It is three hours long. I've played about 45 minutes, but it could end up being worth a full episode. I will let you know if it is. Uh, the game's premise is that you are uh, walking around a Danish island and you're hearing stories and the kind of premise of the game is that it's incorporating real stories that people have collected and it's that truth is stranger than fiction type vibe so you'll hear stories from people you hear at a bar and it might be overheard folklore from an actual city that the devs were in um i've heard 
that around the one hour mark, there's even like actual video incorporated into the game, which I'm really interested in getting to. But there's lots of mini games. I'm a sucker for a good art style. And this one has a background that's all black and white and the characters are in color, which feels so Scandinavian. Like just peak Scandinavian design is to have like a black and white look in the back, like you're in minute. And then suddenly all the characters are in color. I was like, yep, <laughs> I'm in an Ikea. I love it. I'm uh, just you give me an aesthetic. You're halfway there. You make a game about storytelling. You're even further there. Um. And the last of my games I sampled is a game called Death and Taxes, which is in the micro genre of the Papers, Please ripoffs that happen. Yeah. So we've played like, what was the animal one where you had to like tell the animals if they were good or bad or going to go. You don't have was to. Was that Democratic Socialism me. Simulator? Yes. There's the, there's the, there's Papers, Please. And then there was the one where you had to, um, let people keep their pets or not. Oh, I don't remember that one. And maybe I just played it. Maybe I'm a bad person. <laughs> this was That was just that night you were walking around your apartment complex <laughs> trying to Telling demand people, people to get rid of their cats. Get yeah. rid of their pets or not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that was when I got very dictatorial. Um, and arrested. Yes. If we don't talk about that night. <laughs> um, but there are several games in the papers please genre this one is one where you are a desk clerk for the grim reaper and you're trying to decide who's going to live or die but there's a wrinkle because you decide who lives or die and then you can see what's happening on earth with the people you've let live or die have lived or died and the effects on the planet nice so um it is like combining plague ink with Papers, please. And that you decide someone's going pitch. to live, and then you see the news feed come in of what has happened on Earth because you've let someone live or you've let someone die, and then things there are repercussions. So it's a game about loops. So I think it's gonna be about three hours to play enough to really get the whole game. I think I have a mediocre Earth right now. Um I think I'm supposed to play it where I have a wonderful earth and a terrible one and somewhere in between. It, it has that feeling of many, many loops and iterations. But tax is funny. Um, I'm really enjoying the little details. And I thought it was um, absolutely wonderful. The second I made my first decision and got a news alert, I was like, oh, okay. That is a, yeah, that's a really compelling um, description. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. A um, couple I haven't played – Real quick, uh, there is a game called Depanier Nocturne, which I do not speak French, but apparently like nighttime bodega is basically <laughs> the New York translation. And it's about um, you need to get a gift and you find a corner store and you find you're looking through an inventory to pick out a perfect gift. And what you pick is some kind of foretelling. It seems to be magical and mysterious. Um and the idea is that the the depth, the bodega shop is closing in an hour. So they're saying a single sitting game, mystical, like careful shopping experience. What you choose will be a beacon for the future. And I'm like, all of these words are wonderful. <laughs> Tell me more about magical, mis- mystical Montreal. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. That one looks very visually cool, too. I'd like to check that out, too. Uh, completely different bent on the other one. I wish I had time to play. There's a game called Bard Harder, which seems to be a flirting simulator, not a dating simulator. 
a game about a tabletop sim, tabletop D&D, where you're trying to flirt your way out of danger. <laughs> and I'm Funny. like, yes, the idea is that you're a, you know, alignment of chaotic, sexy. I'm like, this will either be great yeah. or it'll be playing to the audience. And I'm okay with either. Either way. Yeah. Either of those will be fun. Exactly. So those are uh, De Panier Nocturne and Bard Harder are my haven't played, but excited to. Awesome. Uh, I played quite a few things. And then afterwards, when I looked back on my list, I realized that um, I'd played almost exclusively platformers. Uh, so <laughs> that's okay. For, for what you will. Um, there are a lot of interesting little platformers in this bundle. So um, uh, the first one that I think I played was Spear, spelled S-P-E-E-R, or stylized in this case with the name in brackets so that it alphabetizes at the top, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Spear uh, is a sort of retro-styled, or I would say almost more specifically like Pico 8-styled looking, like they've got a lot of that sort of Pico 8-style um, color palette, um, single-screen puzzle platformer. Um, so each puzzle is a little you know is a little, little it's a bunch of a sequence of very small little puzzle levels where you you know you're figuring out how to get to the end of a particular little level um it's got quite a lot of levels i think there's like uh 40 or 50 or something and they're organized into four worlds or something if i'm remembering correctly oh no i'm sorry it's over 100 small levels um and uh the gimmick the main gimmick with spear is that you have a spear that you can throw um and uh then when it sticks in a wall uh, it becomes a platformer so that you that you can jump on. So a lot of it would be things like, you know, throw the spear and then jump onto your new, you know, new platform that you've created and use that to climb up walls, that kind of thing. Um, so I played about, I think, 25 of the 100 levels. So not super deep into the game, but also, you know, spent a, uh, spent a significant little chunk of time with it. And I really liked it a lot. Um, I, I'm kind of a sucker for these sort of little puzzle platformers where it's not about um, figuring out grand systems or you know pixel perfect execution uh but it is still sort of an action thing it's just everything is on one screen you know it it does not scroll uh it's all very like self-contained so you can look at the entire problem at once and i like that in a puzzle platformer a lot um I also played a good little bit of Tori 3D. Both Tori 3D and Tori 2, its sequel, are in the bundle. I didn't really touch Tori 2 yet. Um, but uh, Tori 3D, that's spelled T-O-R-E-E 3D, is a very lovingly recreated uh, 90s-style 3D platformer that uh, you play as a little chick or chicken, like a small little round yellow chick. And uh, you're running through sort of abstract, like, you know, imagine like floating in space platforms and pipes and things uh, in a uh, pixelated and also low poly world that looks very PlayStation 1 and or Nintendo 64. It's very accurate visually to the era that inspired it, uh, but it plays really fast. And uh, it's, I think, kind of a, a speedrun game. Um, so like it's got speedrunning features built in, but it's also just the sort of thing that I could see speedruns being pretty fun. Um, and so the levels are short and sweet. And um, so if you're in the mood for that sort of retro styled 3D platforming, uh, it it definitely checks that box. And I think it's a pretty cool one. It has pretty high reviews if you look at places like Steam. Um, 
Grapple Force Reina, I played about an hour of, and I liked quite a lot. It's from Galaxy Trail, the same people that did um, uh, Freedom Planet, which I've been made fun of for years for liking, even though it's a perfectly normal game to like and is good, um, because y'all are haters. Uh, Freedom Planet ruled. (laughs) Yes. Freedom Planet ruled. It's a great sort of Sonic alike. Uh, This has a lot of the same sort of design. Uh, Nate is making faces at me. Nate, yes, you you have something to say to the class. No comment. All right. Uh, but yeah, P- uh, Grapple Force Reina is a uh, 2D pixel art platformer where you have a kind of grappling. Uh, it's not exactly like a grappling hook, but you have these like you know grappling hook like beams you can shoot out of your arms. Right. Um, it's in in uh, Galaxy Force or Galaxy Trail style, it has a lot more talking and characters than you expect for one of these. You know, you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be a like go left to right platformer. I can swing from things. Cool. And then you get to the village and you have a lot of conversations with with people who are, you know, want to talk to you about village stuff. Um, but that's fine because I actually thought it was really cute. The characters are cute. Um, and, uh, the levels while a little bit of that sort of like retro platformer, like airplane hangeriness to them, you know, like here's a big level, uh, go and find all 10 of the spinning hovering orbs in it kind of vibe to some of the level design. Uh, it still has, I think enough forward momentum in it to make me, you know, continue through it level by level. Um, so I'm probably going to keep with that one. I was liking it kind of a lot and you know, I love a a swinging mechanic in a game. It it was a pretty good one. So, um, I definitely recommend checking that out. I'm surprised. I don't remember when that game came out and I would have thought I would have heard more about it. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I just like, you know, wasn't looking in the right places that week or something, but, um, uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, I played a lot of Dumpy and Bumpy. Dumpy Great and name. Bumpy is wonderful. Like, we really have good Tux name. and Fanny, and then Dumpy and Bumpy. I, I'm here for it. Dumpy and Bumpy is a really, really polished uh, top-down action puzzle type of thing. Uh, so you play as a little dinosaur. I believe this can play, be played in two-player co-op. I didn't get far enough to really figure out how that would work, but basically, it's uh, if you ever played like those top-down puzzle games, like Sokoban or things inspired mm-hmm. by it, where you Which have to is do also a lot of the moving pack. the blocks around. Oh, uh, I think you're thinking of uh, Sokobond. Sokoban, duh, yes, the, the chemical element. Uh, yeah, the which chemical is wonderful. Inspired. I have not played that. That's really cool. Yes. Well, this is like that, but expanded with a lot of additional concepts. So you play as a little like either dumpy or bumpy, a little dinosaur. Um, and, uh, it has this retro pixel art style that is, uh, really lush. Like they really put a lot of effort into the art here. Um, while still being like retro, like it looks like the, the world's best 16 bit version of this. And, uh, it has a little bit of the sort of basic block pushing Sokoban kind of thing, but it also starts layering on additional mechanics. So a little bit of like, uh, you know, Kickle Cubicle or Mendel's Palace from the NES, two of my favorite NES games also clearly make their appearance mechanically here. And also a little bit of bubble bobble thrown in a uh, really good presentation. I just thought this one was like, wow, this is like really, really like they put a lot of love into this game, even if it is like a, a fairly simple little puzzle thing, like, yeah, it's polished. Um, I loved, uh, Kuso also known as love Two. uh, 
so I had seen these games on the eShop on the Switch and never got around to checking them out there. Um, but there are three games in the Love series of platformers. Uh, there's Love, Kuso, Love 2, and Love 3. Um, Kuso, which is the one that's included in this particular game, includes the entire previous game as part of it. So basically what you're getting here is Love 1 and Love 2. Um, and if you want the extended you know, Love 3, that's on Steam and, and Switch, I think. Um, but basically, uh, the Love games are these very difficult but very fair uh, uh, action platformers. You know, you're really going to – it's really going to test – your uh your platforming skills um you play a very it, it does something very smart where the main character is extremely tiny on screen it's very well animated but like your character is tiny so you can see this really wide shot of the level and what you're trying to do um, and it gives you these very difficult platforming challenges but you can drop uh, a respawn point anywhere uh, as long as you can stand still for a second you can drop a respawn point so you can uh you know you can either be sort of rolling through levels as fast as you can go, or you can play carefully and drop uh, respawn points as you go. Um, and that really is fun to do. And the other thing that really stands out about this game is that it, uh, in addition to just looking really good and playing really well, it sounds awesome. It has uh, a really good soundtrack. It's the sort of you know electronic music soundtrack, but just sounds fun. Uh, and it has a different, unique song for every level. And this particular game has 41 levels, um, and that's a lot of soundtrack music. And it's all pretty good, or at least what I've heard so far. So I definitely recommend uh, Kuso, Love 2. Um, then we get into stuff that is a little bit more like um, well, okay. The, the next couple of games are things that I, I potentially wanted to cover with full episodes. And so, um, I'm just going to briefly mention them. Um, zero ranger, uh, is an incredible game that I have. I really want to do a full episode on, uh, zero ranger. I was really surprised to see it in this bundle because it doesn't go on sale very often. I actually had had it on my like steam watch list for ages and was hoping for it to go on sale. And, um, I actually finally bought it like a week before this bundle, <laughs> uh, or maybe a couple of weeks, but I've been playing it a lot. Um, and I really, really like it. It's a 2d shoot 'em up, like the sort of old school, uh, you know, uh, bottom to top, you know, shoot waves of enemies kind of thing in the, in the tradition of, of, you know, old school retro shoot 'em ups. Um, but it's doing some really cool stuff. It's, I feel like more, it, it's still, while still being very hard, it's very accessible for this genre. Uh, a lot of 2d shoot 'em ups are just like balls hard and don't do anything to make you, uh, you know, to, to, to bring in new players. Whereas this it's hard, but fair. And it's very, very, uh, uh, forgiving about letting you unlock additional continues. So I was able to get to the final boss on its first run and, and complete that. And now I'm in a sort of a second loop, um, and having a really, really good time with it. The other thing that sort of stands out about it is that it, it really layers on the mystery. The game has a story silly as it is, and it tries very hard to like be mysterious about it. It has lots of little like mysterious texts that you see and things. So it's, uh, it, it's not exactly story heavy, but it is doing something there in a way that you don't typically see in shoot 'em up. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, and then I also wanted to quickly call out cross code, which I was surprised to see in the bundle cross code is never 
going to be in uh, on the short game because it's way it's too long. long. <laughs> it's very long, but it's incredible. Um, it's it's uh, I, I haven't finished it because I got distracted by something else. I keep meaning to go back and finish it, but it is a uh, is a top down sort of Zelda like kind of, but. It, it's a little hard to set up the uh, the the story, but basically, imagine a future world in which everybody can log into a MMORPG type game, but they do this by sort of projecting their minds digitally into robots that are on an island where the game takes place, um, and uh, you are playing as uh, as someone who is kind of stuck there uh, and can't leave their robot, and um, it has so that lets it use the like structural tropes of an MMORPG while not being one. It has the, it's still a, a, a single player, uh, you know, more straight action RPG type of thing. Um, the story was, I thought way more interesting than it sounds. It continues to have interesting surprises as it goes and it plays really, really well. It is really hard, especially towards the end, but, uh, you can, you can turn off a lot of damage and stuff. It has some nice, uh, accessibility options. So if you really get stuck, there's ways through. Anyway, I really, really like that one. I'm surprised to see it in there. So tons of great stuff in this bundle. I could, I could go on. There's a few others, but, um, I'll, I'll leave it there. I am, so impressed with the stuff that that you know that I'm so glad that these developers uh, felt so strongly about the situation in Ukraine and wanted to contribute their work and the results are clear because this this bundle has done really really well incredible selection of stuff that is compe- compelling to everybody that's seen it I think and uh, the minimum that you can contribute is ten dollars uh, but I'd say you know throw as much money in as you can um, now. Again, when you're hearing this, there's a very good chance that this bundle is already over. I'm going to try to get this out for patrons as quickly as possible. But if you're not one of our patrons and you're hearing this on our regularly scheduled episodes, this bundle was only live for 10 days. And because of the way that that's scheduled against our recording and production schedule, um, it was impossible for us to get this out on time for you to be able to listen to this while the bundle is still live. So when you're listening to this, the bundle is probably already ended. Um, I will be reaching out on socials and so on to try and encourage everyone I can to go and check this out. Um, but if you miss the bundle, still go take a look through it. There's some incredible stuff in there. And if you didn't miss the bundle, boy, you got a lot of stuff in there to play. Yeah, uh, you missed it, but any of these games sound great. Go buy the game to support the developer who donated their game to this bundle. And then you can still go and donate to the causes. Go and drop 50 or 100 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever if you can. You miss the value, but you still have all the opportunity to support everyone that's involved in this is still there. And that's it for this week. Uh, this was a long one because there was so much to talk about. Uh, again, listeners, if you have uh, any uh, feedback for us, or maybe you've played something in the bundle that you want to tell us about, uh, you can reach us in all sorts of different ways. Best way is to find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the short game, where you can support the show for even just a dollar a month and get immediate access to our Discord community, which is where we talk about the games that we're playing. We've got a channel for this bundle right now where we've been talking about stuff that we found in there. Um, we had some nice suggestions from listeners there which uh we're running a little long so i won't take the time to uh to include in the episode but i'll say thank you to the listeners who were following along with us there and and telling us their suggestions Uh, a bunch of good ones there that we might come back to um and uh you can also find us on twitter at underscore short game you can find us on the internet www.theshortgame.net uh you can email us info at the short game.net uh and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. 
Uh, Laura, where can people find you? On Twitter at Laura J. Nash. Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter at NateSTL. And Shane, where can people find you? And I'm on Twitter at 8BitShane. And thank you once again for joining us on this episode of The Short Game.